We've been talking about toxic faith for these last three Sundays, and uh, this is our fourth. And, and by that, we've been talking about things that, particular beliefs that we can just sort of either accept or gradually accept um, over a period of time that, that are very toxic. Um, they hurt. They hurt people. And um, we've talked about some different ones. This particular one I'm kind of passionate about. Well, I guess I say that every Sunday, don't I? Um, but I am because I've seen a lot of people get hurt uh, by this thing. It's this thing of feeling God's presence. I don't, you know, and I, I just don't feel God's presence. Um, and, and really, one of the reasons that this particular faith or belief is so toxic is because, you know, you, you have something genuine that happens. You really do go through something where maybe it's in church and it's a song somebody sings or, or who knows, maybe it's something the pastor says and just really, I hear that happens in some places where the pastor says something very profound and, and people just like, oh man, just feel the presence of God. Um, and it's genuine. And the, tox- the toxicity of this particular belief of feeling God's presence is then you want to repeat that so that you can have that feeling again. And then it becomes a repetitious type of thing, all for the purpose of trying to get this feeling again and again and again. After a while, it becomes artificial. And, and it's almost as if your emotions and your feelings have become your God. Probably small g, but, but it's be- become that to you, to feel a certain thing or to feel a certain way. And, and you know, this is the thing that's so, so strange about this. Um, the strong emphasis upon feeling or emotions or, or creating a mood can become just mindless repetition. Um, it can become like an idol. Like I said, it can become like God. And your, your emotions and your feelings can take you to some pretty extreme places. Um, and I want to talk just for a moment about the, there's two different extremes on this that we can go to when we talk about feeling the presence of God, you know. Uh, the, the one side, I have friends in a group uh, that are, and, and kind of what you saw depicted on the screen. Um, the, the one side is what we might call a charismatic, more of a charismatic movement. Charismatics um, movement would be what you saw a little bit illustrated there, where people kind of falling out and in some cases are dancing in the aisles to really good music. And, and they really, they're very demonstrative. I have a lot of friends that are they're very involved in this 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 type of thing. And, uh, and, and that's fine. I'm not being disrespectful, but it's very... Um, they, they call it free worship. It's very open and, and, as I say, very demonstrative. And people speaking in tongues, which means that people will be, be praying out loud and you'll be praying and somebody over here will be praying in, a, in, in something you wouldn't... Not, it's not a language, but it's something that it sound, it might sound to another person like gibberish and somebody else doing this. And again, I'm not being disrespectful. That's called charismatic stuff, okay? There's a real sense of feeling there. Some, some people may go in that direction, Okay? And then, and then there's another side to that particular kind of feeling, and that's the more formalized thing. We've all had this, too, where you walk into, for instance, St. Patrick's on Fifth Avenue. And, I mean, we've probably all done that. And, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I, every time I walk in, it's just like, you sort of, oh, you sort of sense, wow, God is here. I mean, he's, he, he's, you know, it just has that feeling. It's, you know, and that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Can't go to St. Patrick's every day or every time you need to pray, probably. I guess if you got a penthouse across the street, you could do that. But instead of doing that, just give that money to Renaissance Church. Um, and we'd be taken care of for a long time. But, um, but no, I mean, you, you can't really do that, can you? 
Some people, it's architecture like that. Some people, it's a song or a particular song. Some, some of you would, would, would like to have, like, we don't really, we do hymns, but they're usually, I call them souped-up hymns. Uh, there's some other name for them. Um, Steve, Steve does a great job of arranging some of the old, uh, sometimes you don't even know it. He does a, he's a, he, I think one of his greatest gifts is his arranging. He arrange, he'll arrange some hymns that just sound so, in, in a contemporary fashion. And it's really cool. I really like it. Um, I have actually a couple of my, on my iPhone that I, I enjoy very much, but some people, it's a hymn. Now, of course, what's really good for you in terms of a hymn may not be good for somebody else who comes from a different background or no background at all. But for some people, you know, for me, it was always, you know, mighty fortresses. Are, I love that. You know the song, did you? You said, I didn't recognize that. I said, mighty fortresses are God. Great song. Um, just feel kind of godly singing it, you know. Um, don't know what it were. You know, here's my point, folks. When we start basing our belief, our faith, our walk of faith, our journey of faith on our emotions, we're in deep trouble. Because emotions can switch on a dime, and you know that. They can switch on a dime. I mean, you get a little baby, you have a little baby, all those who parents, the little baby comes, and you're oh, it's so cute. Yeah, and about a week later, you're like, I'm going to throw that baby, you know. I'm going <laughs> to, not really, but I mean, you just... You know, and then about 16 years later, you say, why did I even have a baby, okay? You know, <laughs> sometimes it takes a little longer. But, uh, so, I mean, emotions can change. I've many times told this story. It only happened to me one time. One time, coming back from the city, and I'm not there every day like many of you. I was coming back from the city on the train. Had, I don't know, I had a book. I was just really in a good mood, just great. Had my little seat, and, yeah, I had one of those three-seaters. So I thought, well, I'll have somebody sit that way. There'll be space between us, and I can just kind of do it. I wasn't in the mood. Yeah, some lady comes with some dirty baby. Sits right beside me with her dirty little baby, you know? And I, not, I don't mean disrespect to babies, but this baby was dirty. It's crawling all over the floor and things like that. And I was like, oh, man, why me, God? Why me? You know, just like that, my, my, whole, my whole emotion switched, you know? Only happened to me one time, but it was a life-changing experience. So anyway... Um, no, seriously, we, 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 this is a tough thing, emotions. Let me show you something. Um, God created us, I want to, before I show this to you, God created us with an ability to think. He gave, he gave us also an ability to feel. So we either retreat into cold ritual or, or, or just these hardcore academics of parsing the verbs in the Bible or, or, or we swing the other way to a faith that is based on just plain emotion. And, um, and then what we need to do, we try to do this here, at the, and I'm not just talking about as a church, I'm talking about individuals. We try this as a church though as well. We, try to, we, we, need, we, we seek to be holistic and we want to speak to the mind and the heart and the emotions. I'm going to put it three ways. You could put it two ways if you wanted to. We want, we want to speak to the, to the mind, the heart, and the emotions. Because damaging faith, toxic faith happens when we get out of balance on this stuff. So we want to try to keep that balance. Let me show you what C.S. I got two C.S. Lewis quotes today. Somebody said to me the other day, you, use, you quote C.S. Lewis a lot. And I said, I sure do. You got a problem with that? <laughs> I'd been in Jersey just long enough. You know, I'm just, I got it now, baby. I got it. You got a problem with that? Um, anyway, C.S. Lewis, great. Uh, other than the Bible, you just can't do any better than C.S. Lewis. Feelings come and go, and when they come, a good use can be made of them. They cannot be our regular spiritual diet. You just can't say it any better than that. 
It's great when they're there. But they cannot be our regular spiritual diet. Faith that is solely based on feelings and emotion, you're going to have a roller coaster, what I call a roller coaster faith. It's going to be up and down. You might even throw in a little nausea with it. I mean, it's just going to be up and down. If you, if you base your faith upon, oh, I'm just feeling so close to God today. Will that happen? Sometimes. A lot? Probably not. So what we need to do, I want to I just show you, you know, um, you know when, when emotions rule, and it's an important, it's an important thing to think about that, thinking often just kind of goes to the back burner. Let me show you what Galileo said. Galileo, I do not feel obligated or obliged to believe that, that the same God who has endowed us with sense, reason, and intellect has intended us to forego their use. I like the way he says that. Listen, sound faith is the precarious balance between intellect, emotions, and spirit. That's what sound faith is. It's that, that, that balance of, of intellect, emotions, and spirit. And we can't miss that. And we need to be holistic in our approach to this. So I want to take you to a few places in the Bible and, and just to get you to think through this. This first pa- passage I'm going to take you to is in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I, I, my point that I want you to see is that we, we are to walk by, by our faith as to be part of what we, uh, not what we see, but what's inward. But this is, a great, this is a great passage for many of us right now in the time in which we are living. You'll see what I mean. Watch this, for 2 Corinthians 4. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Aren't you glad to hear that? Some of you are like, oh man. Uh, they won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will, will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Now that's a great, just stop and think about that. We base, we base, you know, not on what we can see and touch and feel, but on what's true. Even more clear in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we live, some Bibles say we walk by, by faith or by believing, not by seeing. We walk by faith. Or we live by believing. So it's not what I can see and what I can feel and what I can... That's not always the same thing. It has to be deeper than that, or I'm not going to be very deep, frankly. And that's what happens so many times to people's faith. They're looking for that feeling, and the feeling doesn't happen for a long time. And like, well, it must be something that I did or that I didn't do, or I, you know, next week, maybe I need to pray differently. um, And that's not the thing at all. That's not what we're to live by. Another passage, I used this verse, a couple verses, a um, couple weeks ago, these two, this next verse, <clears throat> but I didn't emphasize the same thing I'm going to emphasize today. Watch this. Romans chapter 12. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Watch. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you feel. No, doesn't say that. By changing the way you think. Isn't that good? I'm glad he said it, put it that way. But changing the way I feel, well, that's different every hour, let alone every week. It's an important issue, sound faith. Sound faith, is, it's that balance between the intellect, the emotions, and the spirit. Can't miss that. 
Okay, excerpt, not a quote, excerpt from Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis, great, great reading, great, great C.S. Lewis 101, Mere Christianity. I would invite you to, to take a look at that if you ever have a time, some time to read a little bit. We're going to talk more about that in a moment. But um, so it's more than a quote. Watch this. <clears throat> Faith in the sense in which I am here using the word is the art of holding on to things your reason has once accepted in spite of your changing moods. For moods will change whatever view your reason takes. That's why faith is such a necessary virtue. Unless you teach your moods where they get off, you can never be either a sound Christian or even a sound atheist. For just as, just, watch this, for just a, but just a creature dithering to and fro with its beliefs really depend on the weather, on the weather and the state of its digestion. I like that. Somebody said, I really had this experience with God last night. After I went to sleep, you know, I had this dream. Is that from God? I'm like, you know, what'd you have for dinner? You know, I mean, it it can be sometimes that simple, you know. Um, Last line is just great. Beliefs really dependent on the weather and the state of its digestion at times. I mean, that's so often the case. We just can't go there with that. Sound faith is just that balance. Intellect, emotions, and spirit, we can't ignore them, all of them. We can't ignore any of them. Well, we can't get overbalanced on, on any of them either. And usually, not always, but usually, the one we do get overbalanced on the most is the feeling, the emotion. All right, so that's, that's where we are. Now, let me, here's what, I need to address this very, very briefly, but I need to address it, and that is, if that's the case, if, that, if, if sound faith is based on our intellect and our emotion and our spirit, what kind of input, what do I do to change that? How can I, how can I make that happen in a positive way? And I'm going I'm to give you four thoughts here, and I've just sort of categorized in this way. It doesn't necessarily mean they need to be this way, but the kind of balanced input that I need for a growing faith, what, what does that need to be? Um, you know, so I can't, I don't get into this whole thing. And, and I'm going to put the first one. Here's what I put for the first. I put Bible, and I don't necessarily mean that just Bible. I'm, I'm, here's what I'm saying about that. We all need intellectual growth and stimulation. We all need that, okay? Um, on a regular basis, we need that. Now, that starts, that starts with, as a follower of Christ, that starts with, but is not limited to, don't miss that. That starts with, but is not limited to, the Bible. Uh, there needs to be other reading as well. Reading needs to be both that needs to be both grounded in truth and still relevant to our culture. Um, and so I'm not one of those guys who said we just got to read the Bible. You do need to read the Bible. Some of you are not very. Uh, I have a different. I, I can't use that word. Uh, some some of you. Um, um, the word was illiterate. I can't use that word. Um, some of you aren't where you. Need, some of you are biblically challenged. How's that? Is that nice? Is that nice? Yeah. Try to be nicer, you know? Try not to be some... You know, anyway, some of you are biblically challenged. You can change that. That's not that hard, folks. We got, we have some, I think we have some downstairs um, on the second floor. Um, for instance, you know, you can read through the Bible. We have some Bibles. Read through the Bible in a year, and it has it all marked off how much you read. You know how long that takes? Uh, it, 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 the, the, it takes like less than 10 minutes a day. It's nuts. Really. And you say, well, some of it's boring. Well, skip it, you know? Just skip that part. I'm not supposed to be saying that, I know. But, 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 but I mean, really, you don't like the begats? Just skip to the next chapter. How hard is this? Nobody, you know, God's not going to say, hey, I saw you skip that, you dirty area. He's not going to do that to you. 
You know, so, I mean, that's just, we just need to be a little more challenged. Now, I don't know how that works for you. Um, I don't know if you're like my friend who, who is at a point in his life now where he's, he's getting up, he gets up at 4.30 so he can spend an hour reading and praying, listening to messages. It's a little, he's a little twisted because the messages that he listens to aren't always mine. So I don't know where that, I don't know where he, I don't know why he's doing that. But, but um, no, I'm serious. I mean, it, for him, that, that's, that, that, that works. You may not be able to do that. And I'm not suggesting you have to do that. Um, his, his quote to me, I think, was something like, we'll spend an hour a day uh, trying to work on our fat butts, but we won't spend an hour with God. And I said, hey, God bless you. And um, so, I, again, I don't know how that works for you, but uh, you need to think about that. You really need to give it some serious thought. And, uh, and again, it's not just the Bible. I mean, one of, the, one of our groups I've mentioned many times, our Thursday night group, I mean, sometimes we, we read Victor Hugo sometimes. We read... Uh, um, Frankel, we read all kinds of other people and then talk about it from a faith-based perspective. So I'm not one of those people who says, well, just read the Bible, you don't need it. You need to read more, and, and that's very difficult for the culture in which we live in because we are so genuinely busy, I understand that. Um, and you just got to try to figure out what works for you. So I'm going to, you're going to hear that from me a lot, um, but just do what you can, okay? Uh, music in the arts is the other thing. Arts. We need that too. That does touch the feeling. Sometimes that does touch, touch us in places that nothing else can touch us. Sometimes it's literature, but sometimes it's music or, or, or other kinds of arts. Great, great excerpt. Again, long quote from Martin Luther about that. I want you to see this. I don't have it written down. I want to read it with you up here. It's really good. Next to the word of God, music deserves the highest praise. She is a mistress and a governess of those human emotions which govern men as masters or more often overwhelm them. No greater commendation than this can be found, at least not by us. For whether you wish to comfort the sad, to terrify the happy, encourage the despairing, to humble the proud, to calm the passionate, or to appease those full of hate, what more effective means than music could you find? Isn't that good? I mean, that's just... That's just outstanding. And, and uh, we, we need that. Now, again, we try to do that in church. That's here. That's why the arts are so important to us, and, and, and having a, a standard of excellence is so important to us. But that can't be your sole diet. You know, that's why it's important to have some different things on your iPod or iTunes. Uh, again, nothing wrong with, with other stuff, but you need some good faith-based stuff just to kind of inspire you at times. It's part of the full diet, part of the full balance that we need, we need that. Because, because what, you know, sound faith is the right balance between the intellect, the emotions, and the spirit. Um, community, third thing, community. Now, here's what, what does that mean? I gotta have a party every night? Um, you know, there's a rumor. There's a rumor in Renaissance Church that if you have a party and you don't invite Rich, that he gets really ticked off. Well, I'm here to tell you, it's kind of true, okay? It's kind of true. Uh, not really. Uh, every, every so often, we'll be driving home, and I'll see, we'll drive by in our neighborhood, and I'll see a bunch of cars, and I'll look at Charlene, and I'm like, I'm having a party. They didn't invite me. What's that all about? And she just says, settle down. Anyway, um, that's not what I'm talking about, okay? I'm talking about an ability to have people around you. Hopefully, you have that with your mate. Hopefully, it goes beyond that. 
uh, some close people that you can just talk with. Again, this is very challenging in this culture because we are so darn busy. And we had, you know, on the train at 7 and home by 7. And it's just, it's, it's tough to do this. But you need this kind of a system around you. Two or three people uh, that you can trust and you can talk with. We call that community. It's very important. And uh, you're, you're imbalanced if you don't have that. And you need that. And I would just add a fourth thing, which really kind of fits into the other thing. And that is just sort of reaching out. Just a healthy person with healthy faith cares about others. You know, and, 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 and one of the ways, you know, people talk about this in churches all the time. They say, well, how do you share my, how do I share my faith with somebody? And we could, you know, people have courses. They have seminars on sharing their faith. We're going to make it real easy for you at Renaissance. You want to share your faith with somebody? Here's how you do it. You invite them to church. Hey, and so many of you have done this. Hey, you need to come to my church with me sometime. I've, I've seen guys, I mean, I've seen this from people who I had no idea they had it in them. They're quiet. They're here every, they're, they were here. That, this guy was here. He'd been here for a couple of years. A quiet guy. Doesn't talk much about his faith. I saw him one time in the locker room of a, of a, of a, of a, of a golf a clubhouse. Just, just like a bulldog. You need to come to my church. This is my pastor. You need to come to our church. I'm almost to the point where I'm like, I'm almost embarrassed. I'm like, let him, you know, come sometime. Okay, see ya. I didn't help that the guy had a towel around was trying to get in the shower. That was a different deal. But I mean, it was like, I mean, it, it, but he, that was a great way for him to share his faith. And it worked. The guy started coming. He comes all the time now. Um, do that. That's, that's why we're here. You know, that's not a cop out. That's, that's why we have a Super Bowl party. You know, for you to bring people, and they come, and they say, every, every year, it's funny, every year there are people who come for the first time, and they'll come up to me, and they'll say, this is really a church up here? I say, yeah. You're really a pastor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Want a drink? You know? Uh, um, yeah, uh, and, and, and every year, and every year, we, there's three or four or six or ten or twelve people that end up coming to Renaissance because of our Super Bowl party. Um, and that's, that's why we do it. That's why we do it. It's not just, not just for us, you know? Um, not that you're not worth it, but I mean, that's, that's, we do it so we can, it's part of being healthy as, as, as a person, a follower of Christ. Listen, just some things, some input, Bible and reading and intellectual and music and community and reaching out and so forth, all part of the balance. When we talk about balance of, 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 of our, of, of sound faith, intellect, emotions, and spirit. You know, Jesus put it a different way. Jesus put it like this. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Right there they all are. Intellect, emotions, and spirit. And, and, and what you need to stop and think about, the toxicity of this belief, are you, are you going to feel the presence of God? Sometimes. Am I always going to feel it? Of course not. Um, are there going to be times, this question may be in your mind, are there going to be times, Rich, when I go months, maybe even a year, maybe even longer, of not really feeling God's presence? That can happen. That can happen. Because faith isn't based on emotion and feelings. It's part of it. But it's not what it's based on. It's based on the balance of intellect, emotions, and spirit and it's all placed right there upon Christ and who he is and what he has done for us. And sometimes we don't feel it. 
Sometimes we don't. And I want you to think about this. This next thing you're going to hear is, um, I'm going to pray in just a moment, and then I'll have the guys come up and do a song. But, but here's the thing. You know, this, sometimes you can't see God. Sometimes you can't feel God. But he's still there holding on to you, and you're just to hold on to him. That's how it works. Let's thank him for that right now and get the guys to come on up. God, we are grateful that your presence and your ability to hold on to us and our reciprocation of holding on to you isn't based on how we feel at the moment. Isn't based on how, whether I'm in a good mood or a bad mood or no mood whatsoever. And that my faith isn't based on emotion, but it's based on faith in Christ. And while I want to pursue that from an intellectual standpoint and pursue that from an emotional standpoint and deepen my spirit in the process, I pray, God, that you would give us a very, very real understanding that you are holding on to us. And sometimes all we can do is just hold on to you. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.